Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's Friday the 22nd of November 1996 and archaeologist Richard Lawrence may just have made the discovery of a lifetime. It's something of a childhood dream come true. Off the coast of North Carolina, 30 feet beneath the surface of the water, he can make out the vestiges of a shipwreck. And so he begins to count. One cannon, two cannons, a third, too many cannons to count, the firepower is immense, and the archaeologist knows there's a high chance that what he's looking at is Queen Anne's Revenge, the ship belonging to probably the most famous pirate of all time, Blackbeard. Resting at the bottom of Beaufort Inlet, the flagship's location is one hell of a clue. This is where the pirate ship was set to have run aground back in May 1718. But as he drifts back up to the surface, Lawrence is suddenly racked with doubt. This part of the world is awash with shipwrecks. What if he's wrong? Out of nowhere, a memory stirs. Blackbeard died on November 22nd, 1718. That makes 278 years to the day. Pure coincidence or destiny in motion? A few years later, his inkling was confirmed as fact, and the shipwreck unlocked some precious secrets about this bandit of the seas. Yet, despite it all, Blackbeard remains a mystery even today. We know little about his life, except that his reign of terror stretched from the Caribbean to North America's eastern coast back in the golden age of piracy. Famous, yet unknown, over time, Blackbeard has come to be celebrated as the ultimate King of the Pirates. You're listening to Echoes of History, Behind the Legends, the podcast that tells you the true stories of some of history's most legendary heroes. As the Assassin's Creed franchise turns 15, travel back through 2,500 years of history to meet the men and women whose destiny led them to greatness. Uncover their stories and bring their legends back to life. Episode 6, Blackbeard. Tracking a pirate's murky footprints is never easy. These are tough guys to pin down. Firstly, because they rarely knew how to write, and secondly, because their lives as outlaws went hand in hand with keeping a low profile. When it comes to Blackbeard, the mystery starts with his name. 
Edward Drummond? Edward Thatch? Or Edward Teach, even? The archives aren't much help. Some historians believe he was born in Bristol, England, while some claim he was the son of a South Carolina colonial. And others still are convinced he came from a wealthy Jamaican family. Edward Teach, as we'll call him from now on, was born around 1680. However, even that basic detail is shrouded in uncertainty. It's based on the age he was thought to be when he died, which was around 38 years old. Most of the stories about him come from personal accounts from his victims and the people who tried to hunt him down. And to be honest, well, it's not a very pretty picture. Six years after his death, a book was published that would go on to cement Blackbeard's legacy and turn the man into legend. English Captain Charles Johnson's A General History of the Robberies and Murders of the Most Notorious Pirates was published in 1724, and it was a runaway success straight off the press. The book is a compendium of biographies, and the section on Edward Teach is very well researched. It explains how he serves on Britain's privateer ships during the War of the Spanish Succession until the signing of the Treaty of Utrecht in 1713, which puts an end to the conflict. It was at that point that he decided it was his time to shine. In 1716, at the pirate safe haven and Bahamian island of New Providence, he meets Captain Hornigold, a seasoned sea bandit who becomes his mentor and entrusts him with a sloop, a kind of small sailboat. The pair set off to plunder a series of ships off the North American coast. The following year, in the Lesser Antilles, Teach captures La Concorde, a 300-ton French slave ship boasting 26 cannons. He takes control of the ship and increases the cannon count to 40, making it the most powerful pirate ship to sail the seas at that moment. Backed by his crew, Teach is more than a match for the military vessels that cross his path. In February 1717, he even takes on and forces to flee the Scarborough, a British ship kitted out with 30 cannons and specifically launched to capture La Concorde. With no real rival on the horizon, the frigate belonging to the pirate now known as Blackbeard captures ship after ship. In January 1718, La Concorde is rechristened Queen Anne's Revenge. Teach and his crew are an unstoppable force to be reckoned with. Rumour has it that the pirate is a cruel, bloodthirsty and merciless man. And there is some truth to the stories. It's safe to say that Blackbeard was no bleeding heart and had no qualms about cutting off a finger here and there should his hostages deny him their diamond-studded rings. But the legends, well, they were over-egged. There is no evidence to suggest that Teach was any more violent than any other pirate. Quite the contrary, in fact. With Blackbeard, if you submitted without resistance, you would be spared without harm. Often, no blood was shed, as the captured ships cowed by the power of the Queen Anne's revenge, would surrender without a fight. Probably a good move. 
Captain Johnson sometimes let his imagination loose in building up the legend of Blackbeard, he recounts how Edward Teach once shut himself away in his ship's hold and set fire to the powder kegs just to show off to his crew. We've all done it. This kind of outlandish anecdote forms the bedrock of Johnson's general outlook, demonstrating, quote, to what a pitch of wickedness human nature may arrive. Many experts believe that Captain Johnson was simply a nom de plume for none other than Daniel Defoe, the famous author of Robinson Crusoe. The ultimate seafaring adventure novelist, he enjoyed blurring the boundaries between fact and fiction and was also a marine insurer and merchant back in Blackbeard's day. As you can imagine, he wasn't the biggest fan of pirates, although they did serve as an endless source of inspiration and fascination to him as a writer. In his business dealings, though, he had nothing but hatred for the buccaneers and liked nothing more than to see them hang, hence Teach being portrayed as a monster, perhaps. Irrespective of the man behind the writings, one thing's for sure. A general history of the robberies and murders of the most notorious pirates, not the snappiest title, by the way, breathed life into Blackbeard's appearance in our collective consciousness. The pirate is known for one physical trait in particular, a black beard, obviously, which, according to the book, was left to grow to an extravagant length. Beards have been a symbol of manliness and authority since ancient Greek times. But the book adds one key detail that changes everything. Teach's beard, the author writes, was not only long, but, quote, as to breadth, it came up to his eyes. And so the beard here is a defect, not an asset. Behind his hairy mask, Teach is closer to beast than man. This monster-like description should be compared and contrasted with the handful of other descriptions of Blackbeard we have at our disposal, like that of Captain Henry Bostock. In December 1717, his merchant sloop, Margaret, is attacked by La Concorde just off the coast of Puerto Rico, with Teach and his men sparing the crew but seizing its cargo. When Captain Bostock reports back to the British governor of Leeward Islands, he describes the pirate as a tall, spare man with a very black beard, which he wore very long, which is clearly a less terrifying description. And as an aside, according to Bostock, no harm came to his crew. Once unarmed and pillaged, the Margaret and her crew are set free. All a far cry from the blood-curdling pirate of legend. A general history of the robberies and murders of the most notorious pirates, and again, I think I would probably just have called it pirates, also explains how Teach wore a hat fitted with two lit fuses designed to terrify his enemies. In Assassin's Creed IV, Black Flag, upon treating the protagonist, Edward Kenway, to a masterclass in piracy, Blackbeard pulls on a hat adorned with four smoking hemp fuses and spills his secret. He says, for an audience, I, it's all a big show. Give your quarry something to fear, some hellish thing from a fevered dream, 
and men will drop to their knees, pleading for their Lord before aught else. Maybe Teach is not the devil incarnate, but he can certainly make you think he is. His death mirrors his life. A violent finale befitting the most formidable of pirates, he humiliated the Royal Navy, rendering it powerless to protect the merchant ships that were left prey to his plundering. He delivered dazzling blows like the majestic blockade at Charleston Harbor in May 1718. He laughed in the face of a royal pardon. He sailed the seven seas, tirelessly prowling the waves, and ultimately, he enraged the colonial authorities. Alexander Spotswood, governor of Virginia, finally places a hefty bounty on Blackbeard's head and his crew along with him, 10 pounds per sailor and 100 pounds for their captain. In those days, it was a pretty penny indeed. Governor Spotswood also entrusts Royal Navy Lieutenant Robert Maynard with leading a crackdown expedition on Ocracoke an island just off the coast of North Carolina where Teach has set up shop. The battle takes place on November 22, 1718. Blackbeard is taken by surprise by Maynard at daybreak, with the pirate having just enough time to set sail on his new ship, the Adventure. The fighting is fierce. The battle, a bloodbath. The cannons deafening. Armed with his cutlass and six-pistol harness, Blackbeard eventually boards Maynard's frigate. The lieutenant and pirate clash in an almighty duel, with Teach quickly wounded by a first bullet. Staggering but not down, he fights tooth and nail. And just as he is about to deliver the final blow to his adversary, he's cut down from behind by one of Maynard's men. Legend has it, that he suffers 35 wounds, including five gunshot wounds before falling. Lieutenant Maynard has his head cut off and placed on a pole as a trophy. It's fixed to the mast of his ship as it sails towards Virginia, bearing news of his feet. No pirate worth his salt is complete without a buried treasure. Did Blackbeard take the secret of his booty to the grave with him? Legend has it that he trusted nobody but the devil himself, and Teach was even believed to have made a pact with Satan, according to which whoever lived longest could claim the treasure for himself. Historians tend to take a more grounded view. Teach was a big spender, and despite his glory on the seas, his looting was often modest compared to the sums raked in by other pirates such as Bartholomew Roberts and Henry Every. The island of Ocracoke was dug up and scoured by thousands of treasure hunters, but to no avail. Blackbeard may not have been the richest of pirates, but he was, without a shadow of a doubt, the most famous. In novels, films, manga and video games, his legacy has lived on through the stereotype of the bloodthirsty pirate. The man himself lives on in myth, too. Still today, sailors refer to the unexplained lights that dance on the horizon of the open sea as Teach's Light. And some believe that the pirate continues to wander the seven seas, haunting the oceans for all eternity.
for listening to Echoes of History, Behind the Legends, a Ubisoft podcast produced by Paradiso Media. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.